when that first came out, I was like, oh, I should see what people are thinking or saying. And then I realized, wow, what a cesspool. (laughs) (laughs) That really stinks. Welcome to the Compassionate Achiever Podcast. I'm Tracy Day. I'm here with Dr. Chris Cook. Hello there. Hey, hey, hey. How hey, are Tracy. you? How are you? Uh, well, you know, doing all right, doing all right. We, you know, we got some family issues going on and yeah, yeah youngest in the hospital, but you know, he's a super trooper and he's going to battle it out. He's got a great sense of humor, so he's got wires and stuff coming at him, but jeez. Oh, I'm so sorry. Uh, it, you know, He'll be all right. Good. <laughs> and he's, he's, Good. we'll get there. We'll get there. And you know, kids are so resilient. Yeah. How old is he again? He's 10. 10, I thought. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's amazing how they just bounce back and they just, you know, power through things. Yeah. With, with him, he's. He, Even he's, more so? Well, yes, but he also is his own worst enemy in a way. We all are in various instances. <laughs> he thinks say. so much. He, he's really. I'm not saying it because I'm his dad, but he is really brilliant. And he thinks about all possibilities and all scenarios. And he worries about the different scenarios. Like he'll come up with scenarios that I think the Apollo 13 mission could have used him. And they would have solved solved the issue a lot sooner. Houston, we have a problem, may not have been said. He does. He comes up with all these great ideas. But sometimes... You know, that thinking, that all holistic around the world thinking uh, that he does can also come back in and, and, <laughs> and bite him, and bite him yeah. which it is now, right? Because he's in the hospital. But, oh, I'm but, so sorry. But hey, you know what? This and being with you and Pete and Scott, you know, it's a nice distraction and we can talk about we some cool stuff. We have a good positive vibe here. Yeah, we do. Do we not? We do. Yeah, we our do. engineers, we have to give them kudos. And one of them too. just became a year older. Oh, I know. Today. I know. Did you notice we had to speak a little louder? Pete. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Because exactly. I did. I know. What? what? <laughs> there he is. There he is. Exactly. Happy birthday, Pete. I yes. Think. Happy birthday, Pete. I wish we had known. We could have worn like cute little birthday hats on top of our earphones. Uh, or he would love that. Yeah, that would have been a good look, yeah. don't you think? <laughs> but we're thinking of you, buddy. Well, and speaking of, you know, your son being brilliant, it, clearly the apple does not fall far from the tree. Um, so for those of you listeners who do not know Dr. Chris Cook, he is a political and social science professor at Western Connecticut State University. He's founder of the Center for Compassion, Creativity, and Innovation. He's a Fulbright Scholar, Harvard Fellow, an ex-counterintelligence officer, and he is an author. His latest journey is writing the book, The Compassionate Achiever, How Helping Others Fuels Success. So clearly you're just a a dummy. I can just say. (laughs) A doll, huh? Duh, yes. (laughs) And Tracy, Tracy, what a a great partner I have for podcasting and just everything's easy. Uh, Her background is in marketing, advertising, and foreign affairs. She's also an award-winning radio and talk show host, and we've teamed up to interview compassion achievers from different walks of life and also to look at compassion from different perspectives and and, and from perspectives that are in front of us every day mm-hmm. that we normally don't think about and maybe if we thought, of, thought about it in a little more compassionate framework, they might lead to better outcomes. And that's what we're going to talk about today. We don't have a guest today, and but we are going to talk about something that's in front of everyone, <laughs> including us right now. Right now. Look at us. 
We, how many screens do we have open right here? <laughs> uh, one, two, two, four. Yeah. We've got four open right and here. And let's not talk about Pete because he's got like 20 yeah, in the, in he the engineering has, and room. Yeah, and big screens in yes, front of yes. him. Ours so that small. doesn't even yeah. count. Yeah. So we're going to be talking about technology. Yes. Today. Yes. And what we um, consume from that technology, right. too. And, um, and how it affects people. Mm. Not only yourself, but other people, right, when, when we're in it. So this is the technology compassion podcast version one there you go yes this actually this topic we could go on for weeks i think we can don't you honestly believe that i mean let's talk about how we are going to get to talking about compassion through technology and that is what i considered a hit tv show that came out of this come out of the uk come out of the united kingdom um black mirror oh I'm telling you. So I had heard of it, but you were the one that said, had I watched it, I should try it. So I was like, okay, you know. Sure. <laughs> I warned you, though. You, Thank God you warned me because I really would not have hung in there. Um, <laughs> to, but it was worthy. I will say it is one of those shows. Um, I've only watched four of them. Now, you're, you're way past where I am now, right? They're in season two. Season four. Oh, Wow. Okay. In I'm season still four. in and so season one. I, I've watched only the first three episodes of season four now. So I've watched season one, two, three, and now. And is it still as good as it started? Oh, yeah. Because I've, like I said, I've only watched the first four. Oh, yeah. And I like this, first of all, for those of you who have not seen it. Um, and we won't give away. No, we won't give any. Spoilers. No, no spoiler alerts. No. Um, Only if Scott's in the room. Right. <laughs> yeah, then we can spoil Yeah, then we spoil him, him all. I've already kind of, yeah. I already did that So we spoil bit. Scott, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> but Scott spoils us, doesn't he? <laughs> I yes. must have missed that day. No, I'm kidding. I'm That's kidding. right, you called in that one podcast. I did, I did, I'm kidding. Um, no, we love you, Scott. Um, but... I love this show because it is not a, it is a series, obviously, but it does not follow one to the next. You can jump in in the middle and it would not. Um, yeah, you can see one episode, yes. right, and not be missing anything else. Right. They are not connected in whatsoever, from what I can tell. You're right. Different uh, actors, different topics. So, yes, this is the kind of show, when I watched it, it's just mulling around in my head. That's what happens. Yeah. That is and exactly not what in happens. a great way. I'm just gonna <laughs> tell you. <laughs> the first one, like you said, is is disturbing at the least. But I found that all four that I've watched were I felt like were really thought provoking and somewhat disturbing. Because I think now you're gonna tell us what how they got to the um, Black Mirror title title. My guess is that it's a reflection. Here's just going off the top of my head. Um, it's a reflection of our society in its worst form. Yeah, I mean, that's part of it. Okay, right? tell so, us what so really it's where, all about. Where they came up with the title, per se, is actually, we have one of our screens <gasps> is... Black mirror. mirror. So you hold up your phone, and when it's off... It's black. It's black, and you can see your reflection. Yes. You can see your reflection in the black mirror. So it's Ooh. the technology, right? So it, it's focused sense. on technology and the technology that we all use now. I mean, our smartphones, our iPads, our laptops, whatever it is, that 
when that screen is powered down, it's a black mirror. But that technology, as you were just saying, is a reflection. And what we do with it is a reflection of who we are. Mm-hmm. And so these episodes that are part of Black Mirror are episodes that reflect social interaction via technology or how technology affects social interaction or affects well-being or affects your identity, affects how you see the world, right? And so we have to, just like anything else in life, I think, that we have to think about what we're using and how we're using it in such a way that is either constructive or destructive. And that's why for me, Black Mirror is such an important show because it represents today's world and even the future in the near future. Not mm-hmm. even that far out. Not even that far right. out. So right. a lot of this technology is maybe one step ahead where you know Or maybe they even have it. I think a lot of this they, they have it. It's just not mainstream. But yeah. I want us to think about, you know, the value of it in terms of not just the value of what we can do with the technology, but the values that we use the technology through or the non-values do we think in a compassionate way right and that's that's my fear i think that we have to bring in you know the values virtues and verbs Mm -hmm. right like compassion ethics morality have to be part of the discussion of our new technology And, and i think black mirror for me it gets me excited because it gives me an opportunity to kind of look a little bit ahead so we can talk about issues and values and norms and mores now, mm-hmm. now about it, right? And right. so that's, that's what I'm... I like about. that. And to then think about how we can either change our attitudes or right. whatever you call it. I, I don't know, is it an attitude towards technology? I, I don't know it's that a, it's an attitude. It's but a perspective. It's right. It's it's the way we handle it. It's how we're using it, I guess. And thank you now our for approach. ruining our approach. our approach. Thank you. Thank you now for ruining that because my screen just went dark. And now every time <laughs> I look at this dark screen, I'm going to think there's the black mirror. That's where it came from. I did not know that. See, I was thinking it really could be a double entendre. It is. Black part of it is the dark side, I think, of technology. Mm -hmm. I mean, it does, clearly technology has a lot of positives. Mm -hmm. I mean, it does connect our world in so many ways that I think that is a positive, but that can certainly backfire. And you and I have talked about this before. Let's, uh, I want to digress from the show just a little bit at the beginning, but let's take the one that is so popular and so you know just almost everybody I shouldn't say almost everybody has that's ridiculous but Facebook is just (laughs) so you know mainstream now and to me you know that I have a Facebook account I really try and not go on there honestly because I think that in one way, you know, people say, oh, it's so great. I've connected with, you know, my old high school companions, whatever it is. And it does have positive things. I mean, that that's a good, you know, part of it. You can share recipes, that, you know, <laughs> really mundane things like that. But I think it also sets up this expectation of life that people start to look at Facebook and other people's pictures and what they're doing and 
it sets up this comparative uh, sense of you've got to keep up with the Joneses, which I just think is really negative. I mean, of course, we all know the people that are like, you know, well, I'm brushing my teeth today and, you know, no one cares. But then we have these things, um, you know, I'm on this trip and here is our family and which sounds very benign at the beginning um, or on the surface. But I think that, you know, little do we know that maybe they took 30 of those pictures to try and get that perfect one where you don't have a double chin and everyone is smiling and, you know, looking perfectly happy when really behind the scenes everyone was fighting because nobody wanted to stand for the picture. But it sets up this sense of competition that, oh, my family doesn't look like that, or my family isn't able to go on these trips, or whatever it is. I think it, it really is a double-edged sword, and I think it's sad that um, people really do compare and contrast like that, when we should all really just be happy for what we have and be happy for what other people have, too. But I see, I think you can say that about anything then about the comparative. I think it's part of our society and how we were yes, growing up. I would agree right? with that, that. That's and I feel I feel really bad and really sorry for people who see the world like that because you will never be happy. Right. Because there's always somebody that it is has, never so I, all attainable. You know, and I, I go back to my grandmother. My grandmother I think was key in making help me get through that that time as I think I was a young teenager where you know that's what I initially thought and you know have my talks with my grandmother about that was was really key and have somebody where I could talk to you about the things that I thought at that immature age was important and I think some people just don't ever leave that they don't ha- ever have that opportunity or, or they that don't mentor. have that talk or the right. mentor right. That, that says this is not what life is about right and I I that's got to be sad. It is <laughs> that, sad. That's got to be a rough life. And, but that's, I think that's different from technology, though, too. I think technology can amplify that. I think you're right. Well, that's what I'm saying. But is... technology can do the opposite, too. It can help you help others. True. And, In and, a much broader sense. Yeah. And it all depends how you use it. Mm-hmm. Right, so like podcasts, <laughs> like podcasts on like, compassion, and and yeah, I mean, it's for me. You know, I know that there are people who, and I, I even write about this in the Compassionate Achiever, who delete friends from Facebook. Right, they unfriend them or whatever mm-hmm. it is that they disagree with politically. Mm-hmm. I actually, I keep everybody on there so that even the ones who I vehemently disagree with personally, you know, but I don't let my politics out on. Right, you're not out. Yeah, I I don't. I don't comment on anything like that. I use it as best I can for building to broaden your own awareness. Well, and to to, other people's views for building what even I don't know what's out there. Right, so I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to take down things. I want to build things. And so you know, it's kind of like in life when someone is really out there and they're negative and they're trying to destroy things. You see me get quiet. I get really quiet. I don't say a word um, because I don't believe in what they're doing. And so I'm not going to contribute in any way, shape, or form to that. I'm also then thinking of how I can build something that 
you know, can make something better than what they're trying to destroy. And I think that technology can be used for that too, although we don't, because I think one of the reasons is that perspective that you brought up, all right, of that comparative, right? It's a, you know, a takedown or it's a competition where I think it can be uh, cooperation, it could be collaboration, it could be coordination. And there are instances, and many of them, where, you know, for example, Twitter. Twitter is now being used to guide relief efforts to certain areas when emergencies or natural disasters happen because Twitter is faster and, and better at pinpointing than federal authorities have. Right. Right. So it could be used for for good, not just for bully tweets that some people do. Well, right? look at look at in um, Egypt, the whole um, they that whole uh, Arab Spring Rising, whatever that was done. Um, was it on it's Facebook? Technology. It was technology. Yeah. I think it it started on Facebook and then took all kinds of... I think they actually were tweeting things and whatever. But um, you're right. It It is a double-edged sword. It can definitely have I think positive it, effects. And too. that's right. I think it, it can amplify the negative, but it can also amplify the positive. True. And it's so how do we get so that it's better, that it amplifies the positive more than a negative? Because you're never going to get rid of the negative. No. Right? No. There's, With anything, always, right. there's always positive and negative. And that's where I think compassion is key in that battle. I, as I, trying to build it up, right. as you said. Because it takes that first step of understanding. Mm-hmm. Right? And that's why I don't delete anybody who has opposite political in me. Because I want to understand what they're trying to say. Some, a lot of times, I'm not going to say something. A lot of times <laughs> it is ranting. So there's not a lot of understanding going on. But sometimes you, you see they'll give explanations to somebody. Mm-hmm. And those are the ones I actually do read because I want to understand what their perspective is. And then, you know, offline, I will give them, you know, non-biased information to show them, you know, what a center um, institute, you know, somebody not on the left, not on the right, but down the middle will actually say. Or I'll give stats from both the left and the right to show them that this is an agreed stat. There are stat. both sides, yeah. Or, or this is an agreed stat that both of them agree on. So why don't you base it off of that rather than a really biased stat, right? One that you know doesn't cite where they get their numbers from. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I don't listen to people who can't provide me with the citation of where they got a their source. information from, mm-hmm. right? Because they can just be blowing smoke. Uh, and you know, I, I, I respect people who actually bring out Okay, this is where I got the number. And they'll even say, um, this is one of the weaknesses of this number. But it's the best number we have out there Mm -hmm. relative to X, Y, and Z. I love that type of thinking. And we should be having more of that. In other words, but we've actually gone in the opposite direction. We've gone to people just blustering out uh, answers or, you know, saying things or fake news when they're actually real. Or, (laughs) Or putting it on the Internet. I mean... We've talked about this, that um, Wikipedia, you can change it. I mean, generally they do go back and, you know, in a, mm-hmm. a few days or weeks, whatever the time frame is, yep. they will fix it. But what happens if you went on the Internet within that time frame and somebody had gone on and changed it and you're, you're like, well, but, it, you know, it says it on here. I mean... That's where we have to get really, um, we have to be careful of falling in that trap that, you know, we always laugh, well, if you read it on the internet, it must be true <laughs> that you can't, you can't always believe what's out there. But it's how it's done. 
you know, how everything's done, not just the information that's out there, but how we we get at it. And, you know, I have an article in front of me. Um, I didn't even talk to you about it yet. It's from um, the New York Times uh, magazine uh, this this past weekend. And it's about using algorithms, right? And algorithms are key for technology. They're key for everything, everything now, now, right? Mm-hmm. Especially um, artificial intelligence. But, you know, there are basic algorithms all over the place. And this article is about using algorithms to help abuse children. Mm-hmm. Now, there's a positive but, right, spin But on there's things. even some problems with the how the algorithms are used and, and who makes them. So there are private companies who come up with software that then they sell to counties or they sell to public administrations. Mm-hmm. And they keep their whole formula secret. So you don't know how the algorithm is made. They tell you some of the variables. I have a problem with that. I have a problem that if you can't show me what's in it, why would I use it for a public good, right, that we're paying you for? Mm-hmm. And then there's another algorithm they're using in, uh, I think it's Allegheny County. Um, I believe that's in Pennsylvania. Um, and think, yeah. and um, they um, have been done, the whole algorithm has been done in a public way, transparency, about here's everything we've used, anybody has any problems, Right, and they have come up with problems. People have said, "Hey, you know, that's an that's an issue, or that's a biased data source, right? Because it's for some reason it's biased, and they showed bias." And that algorithm has been totally transparent and open, so you can see what goes Where into they're helping getting, getting the info. And I know. think that's key. I think that y- we need to have more transparency in our technology and that's just one example of the transparency that i think is really important because algorithms are starting to rule our lives even though we don't even see them but transparency you know i mean you see on the internet when we're talking about some of the newspaper articles and then people leave comments they don't leave their real names i know that i i don't i don't believe anything if you can't put your real name to something that to me you're also a coward right that's what i was going to say is that just says you're not strong enough to stand up and say, this right. is what I really feel. Right. And so I don't pay attention to any of those comments because that, that, that I don't read at all. Because I, I started to, I was start, when, it, when that first came out, I was like, oh, I should see what people are thinking or saying. And then I realized, wow, what a cesspool. <laughs> <laughs> that really stinks. Like it stinks that people who can't put their name to something or won't put their name to something. I don't know why you're yeah, that's you know, cowardly. Out. But that's what I mean. There's no transparency there, mm-hmm. right? They should be transparent. If that's what you believe, fine. But then stand up for yourself. Don't ask me to respect you for it if you can't put your name to it, mm-hmm. right? I'm not going to give you any credence or any uh, legitimacy uh, to that unless you're transparent. You got to be open about it. And I think too many times there has been a lack of transparency and technology. I think we have to be more transparent. And you see that with Apple, right? And you know I'm a big Apple user. I'm a big Mac user. Mm-hmm. They've had some problems. They have. It's right? come back to it, really. Right. But every tech company has. Mm-hmm. And, and so Apple was seen as being above it. And they're not. Mm-hmm. And, and so and my son, you know, I don't even know if he listens to our podcast, but <laughs> he's a big PC guy. So he's going to hear me you know, talk about Apple in a negative way. And he's like, yeah. no, that's not my dad. Um, <laughs> but that's what I mean. We should be seeing the negatives of the things that we are, that things that we like, and be open about those things as well as being proud 
of, of those things. And I think if we are more open, it, it's going to lead us into a better... A better place. Yeah, yeah, I think so, because you have more voices. Well, and questioning things, too, right. I think. You can't just read things blindly and assume that, you know, and take it for what it is. You, you have to question it, dig in further. Um, well, this is a good time to go back to our show. <laughs> well, it's not our show, but you know what I mean. Black Mirror. So some of those, let's, let's talk about how technology, um, I, I felt, I'm jumping all over here. I felt like <laughs> when I watched the show, it really stuck with me because it was very disturbing. And like I said, all four of them, particularly the first one. Yeah, the first one you have to get by. You do. And you, you, you have to be in a healthy state of mind. Yes. To see that first one. Yes. You can't be, if you're feeling an ounce down, do not watch that. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> you got you to be strong. You have yes. to be, yeah. You have to be strong. But. <laughs> and it's not for kids. Oh, no. Do not. Oh, I totally agree. Um, but there were some of them, like the one, and I won't give anything away, but the, <laughs> but the one that uh, goes into technology about your memory. Yes. And um, that you, it takes away all of our, it doesn't take away your memory, but it does not allow you to just think. It actually is thinking for you. So it's basically your eyes and ears, uh, and it's all on technology. So if you forget something and I say, you know, wait, you didn't, you didn't say that, or you did say that, then we go back and roll the tape and (laughs) yeah, we can actually see what you did or you didn't say. Well, the effects on society, should that ever happen, which I, I think that's probably just around the corner would be really significant. Don't you think? Yes. And that's for people who haven't seen the show yet every episode leads you to that question yes right because they're all just different aspects of exactly te- of technology they are right? they're different aspects of it right and and how it affects society and that's where i get excited about the show because we can do things now it's actually you know i i'd written this before i actually um the compassion achiever before i've seen the first episode of um black mirror and but once i saw the black ep- uh the first episode, and, and I, I binge watched a little bit. I'm not gonna lie. Um, <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> the uh, the it got me more stoked to write the Compassion Achiever. I was like, I need to finish this book. I need to get this book sealed and and done to get that out there to show and to give avenues to give mm-hmm. possibilities, not just to complain about things that go wrong, but then say, okay, this went wrong, and here's how one, we can fix it one way or or. Look at it differently. Right. Or, and I'm not saying mm-hmm. I have the answers. Yeah, by no means. But I want us to think differently. Well, I don't think there are specific answers to right. these Better issues. Better questions. Right. And we need to keep asking those questions and ask them of ourselves how we can look at it different. And did you find yourself when um, you watched the show thinking to yourself, mm, I wonder how I would react in the actor's position? Yeah, I think so. I, I, a number of times. And yeah. a number of times is, I, I thought, that is so foreign to me. I can't believe they acted that way. Right? That I, I just, and it made me think of how 
people, other people think in certain situations that mm-hmm. I wouldn't even have thought of. Right. right? You're and, like appalled that <laughs> yeah. anyone could come up with those things or, you know. Um, yes. And so to me, the closest thing like that is, you know, reading Stephen King for the first time. Mm, right mm-hmm. i was like whoa how does this guy sleep i know right, <laughs> right? and so black mirror is like that for mm-hmm. me on technology like how do they go to sleep at night when they see all this negativity around them? but if you look at who directs some of these or who produces them there are some top level directors and producers that have done blockbusters on tv and, mm-hmm. and they all change each episode is done by a different group and so you get this really cool mix yes. of and a different approach every time. By the way, we're not getting paid by Black Mirror. <laughs> I know, but we're like a, just promoting it. Like, but it, I think it's worth it. I mean, they're worthy of promoting it. And it's you said it's in its fourth season, it so is. obviously somebody else thinks it's worth, yep. you know, keeping. And, and what's really interesting is I think that, you know, we need to understand that technology is not going to go anywhere. It's no. going to be with us. And so let's think of better ways of doing it, right? And Absolutely. so when you, when you brought up your question about how it affects society, yes, that's the key. How does it affect society? And, and you know, there's a couple of um, episodes on memory, different aspects of memory. Mm-hmm. And Pete and I were just talking about one of the episodes in season four on, on that uh, when it comes to memory. And it, what's funny, when you bring that up, um, I yeah, I have the new issue of Brain World magazine. And they actually talk about new ways of possibly, they found a neuron or a type of neuron that is key for memory. And they think they have the potential now to shut off certain memories that you have. So think about PTSD. Really? So they could go in and say, okay, we are going to erase that part or whatever. Right. And all I could think about when I finished the article was a black mirror thing and and, and questions. I have a neuroethics question, you know, that that I wrote about that, you know, should we do that? Because, you know, some suffering has led some people to what Scarlett, you know, Scarlett Lewis is called Mm -hmm. post-traumatic growth. And that there's a whole new science and literature on post-traumatic growth that after that suffering, people have become, according to themselves, better people. Stronger and more willing to take risks and go out and do good things. So when do you, if you have that power, who decides to do that? Right. When do you do it? What context do you do it in? And and so there's going to be a whole nother level, I think, of ethical questions that come up that, for me, I think compassion plays a big role in. That, mm-hmm. you know, you want to take action. You want to help alleviate people's suffering. Right? That's compassion. But you want to understand how it got there, why it's going on before you take the action. Right? You don't want to take action and then too soon yeah you want to mm-hmm. understand it so that you can be constructive in, in doing it that's the first step in luca is listen. listening yes right and just a question that came to my mind is you know i'm a very spiritual person and so i think that people grow in their spiritualism if they have that or maybe they don't and they become spiritual in whatever religion that is or whatever form that takes 
when things are hard. Mm. And when you're going through difficult situations, um, it's, I think that's when that growth really comes about. When you're, not that you can't grow when things are, are happy and good and all that. I think it's more challenging. It's, you know, it's maybe not top of mind, but when, you know, life is really sucky, all of a sudden, you know, you're like, wow, where do I turn to? How do I make this better? So if, I digress here, but if we were going to turn off a part of a, a memory mm-hmm. that is bad, at what point do you turn it off? Like while you're in it, do you just kind of say, I don't even want to go through this, so I'm going to like flip that switch? Well, every memory is a biochemical reaction. So it's synapsis. Of your neurons, Yeah, there's right? no like file. You don't have a file with a memory in it. Right? <laughs> your, your memory but stick. That's, that's what <laughs> like, a lot of people, were, including me, were initially taught back back in the 80s, right? That that was common way of thinking about a memory. And it's not the case. It's it's these biochemical reactions that happen you know, called synapsis and other uh, reactions. But that is key for understanding that if you stop certain reactions, biochemical reactions from uh, happening, you can stop that 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 memory from going. And so, you know, there's a lot to learn in that science. If you stop one bio- biochemical reaction, is it going to have an effect somewhere else? Because it affects the neuron, the length of the neuron, I would guess, right? Yes, the dendrite. Right. And, well, that's what I would think, but we need to understand that better, I think, before we even take that step. So there are other questions that need to to be brought forth. But just this one question of should you shut down a memory has enough problems as you're bringing up. Yeah, right? that's what I mean. It's um, like, let right? alone. But there's like, a whole chain of oh. dominoes or chain reaction going on from there, mm-hmm. right, That of, of other questions. And each thing like this, each technological step has that. Mm-hmm. Right. This is not just this um, in terms of, uh, of memories, but that's where I think Black Mirror does a great job in showing that our everyday societal, not biochemical, <laughs> societal <laughs> interactions have an effect. And, you know, recently in the news, you see Facebook and, and others, Twitter, you know, being challenged to do more about ethics and morality. Mm-hmm. When it comes and to shutting people down, if they're right, and and, and monitoring, you know what mm-hmm. can be said and and what should be said, and that's in, that's a whole nother that's a whole nother discu- discussion discussion, right? But now you have investors of certain tech companies saying, "All right, you need to look on what technology does to children. Mm-hmm. Does it create an addiction?" Right. I so, saw, and yes, that. Where did I just see that article? That's um, been in a couple of newspapers. Uh, but about, just recently, yes, right? Yes, about Apple. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah. Yes. And so, but, but then they're like, but what about the adults too? <laughs> I mean, so where does it stop? You know, like who's deciding all these things? Like how much do we shut down from children and or adults? And, you know, it, it's the whole ethical questions. Like you yep. said, you know. So at what point, so you say children can't watch it up to 16 or, you know, who's making those decisions for you? Well, this is the thing right now they're being, it's, and I don't know if this is a good or bad thing yet, but you have companies 
you know, making some decisions. So, you know, recently, in the last year, I'm talking 2017, that um, a company had offer, offered its employees a little chip to put in between their fingers so when they go into the company headquarters, they don't need a key or an ID. They just hold up their hand and they walk through the door and when they want, you know, something from the snack machine, they don't have to pay for it because it's going to be it's on, all there, on, the, on chip. the chip. And But now you're chipping people, right? And mm-hmm. I mean, this is not just big tech companies. These are smaller companies. This is, and it's being, this technology is being used in, in those different ways. And when you have, right now, that company is not forcing anybody to do mm-hmm. it. The same, except for volunteers, if you want to do it. And people are like, yeah, it makes it more convenient. Yeah, there's some conveniences, but also makes it more convenient for the employer, employer to track you. Right? Sure. To see where you're doing and, and what's going what on. What you're up to. Right. And, mm-hmm. and I can see that in the future that, you know, right now people's cell phones are by their ear. Right. And the movie that came out quite a while ago, a long time ago, called Thank You for Smoking. Right. I don't know if you've Didn't seen see that. It. Oh, it's no. a great movie. It's, it's so much. It's a lot of what was talked about by cigarettes there could be talked about technology. And that's where oh, this really? addiction. Yeah. And, and it ends the movie with the main character, you know, going into a consultant business and, and his next clients are the, uh, t- uh, cell phone companies because cell it's phones, the same kind linked of to addiction. cancer, uh, to brain cancer by holding up your holding cell phone, right. Sure. That it's been linked to, uh, some studies. Right. And so the movie ends with, you know, that about, which was really interesting because, you know, there the segue was sure. Yeah. It's this it easy it's technology to and it's remember cigarettes, are addicting, right? And well, this drug, clearly our phones are the cigarette. Addictive. The cigarette companies hid that, and mm-hmm. they came up with studies that counter countered that for a long time. And so now, you know, to ask someone to put down their cell phone, you know, it's like, how you dare you? It, exactly. <laughs> Please like, cut off your right hand. You know, the people are like, what? Lose my cell phone? Can't. I I think in the future you'll be able to have a cell phone implant. I'm sure you will. And then you, you just touch, you know, the side of your... Or you just think the number that you... Or who <laughs> you want to contact. But then there's some things... I, I saw um, a futurist several years ago, and so many of the things that he talked about came true. But going back to the chip, um, and a real positive thing, I think, could be they were talking about pretty soon your medical records will not be, you know... On the web, I mean, clearly they didn't used to be. Everything was on in your file at right. your doctor's office. Now you can just, you know, hop online. You can get all your information. But they were saying you'll just have a chip so that it will have all your medical background right with you at all times. So God forbid you're in an accident. They just, you know, wand your little chip and they know oh, he has a pacemaker, oh, he, you know, his heart rate is generally this, his cholesterol is that, his yep. whatever. No, I think you're right. And now, so, so so funny, you're talking about the good of technology, right? I'm now going to talk about the bad. Okay, yeah, no, <laughs> so no, no, no. I think it here, is, exactly. Right? We're yeah, no. So a couple things on, on the med, med side, and this would be for all computers, though. So we now know that there's a major flaw in computer chips in over 95% of computer chips yes. that allows for some serious hacking. 
right? serious hacking. A- and so, it's like all the people from Intel well, and Spectre we're, or something, wasn't that the other Yes. And so we're relying on this technology to have more and more data, more and more information, but it's also easily hackable now, right? That it, you have to have cyber defense, cyber security. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just one negative that all of a sudden, yeah, that was supposed to be personal, right? We have all these HIPAA things, mm-hmm. right? Now your medical file could be out in the open, oh. kind of like what this whole, you know, uh, WikiLeaks thing is, but it could be for people, not just for your credit scores, but, but, your, for, whole but health your whole information. Health, right? And that, that's, that's scary. And that is because people will make certain, um, you know, conditions, you know, on getting your file back uh, or, or make judgments. Judgments. About you, right? That's what I was going to say. Um, yeah. that, which is really awful. And then the other thing I, I just recently found out that, um, and I did not know this, that the FDA does not, uh, for over, what is it, less than 5% of all types of medical devices that are put in your body, less than 5% are actually have to go through FDA approval. Most medical so devices, like mean? knee replacements, really? hip replacements, little things that go in, like uh, stimulators for certain nerves, none of them have to go through testing. Or it's rare. And if it is, it's usually one trial test. And it's very rare to have two trial tests for any of the medical devices going in. So we're now finding people are dying from some of the medical devices that are there to treat one um, ailment or whatever. And it's killing them in others. And National Public Radio just ran a story on on this. And there's a book out on this. And people, you know, the, the companies didn't want the book to come out. But... The author, she is. said, tell me where I'm wrong. Mm. And she's not. And now... I have a knee replacement. And <laughs> <laughs> now my lip is... No, I'm kidding. But this <laughs> I'm is, kidding. This is the, and people are seriously dying. And no one's keeping track of the numbers because no one has been asked to have that go through uh, approvals. FDA approvals. Yeah, so there's no... There, she tracked down and she put down, the author put down a lot of different numbers. And this is the technology. So the technology is not just in the cell phones, not just in our, our laptops, laptops or, right? Mm-hmm. It's in us. And when they're not, you know, regulated in some way, shape or form, this is what can happen, right? Mm-hmm. That death literally um, can occur. And I, I think we need to step up. We need to demand. We need to question more about where that comes from. So the technology, it does. It has its good, but it also has its bad. And it's how we do it. So right now, we're not doing Jack, Jill, or the pail of water when it comes to (laughs) technological devices that go in us. How insane is that? I had no idea, honestly. Yeah, that's really scary. Those are the things that we have to think about. And then as we're supposedly a democracy, right, have people go out there and demand that that actually happens. That it happens. Well, it also depends on where you live, too. I mean, Mm -hmm. let's face it. We know a lot of people that will go to other countries because things do not have to um, be approved or don't have those kinds of standards. So if they're looking for something... that is more experimental Mm -hmm. or they're willing to take that risk, then you can go outside the country. And a lot of those things, they don't have an FDA looking over them. And this is where I think you're right. That that experimental treatment for cancer and stuff like that, right? That I think it should be allowed, Mm -hmm. right? But not all these medical devices that are being put into people people. that, right? I mean, let's use some common sense. Let's use some compassion. 
mm-hmm. right? And, and moving these ideas forward. So, it, you know, it, you're right. And I think that that comes down to those contexts, right? That generally speaking, right, do we want to have the best chance of when someone is giving stage four, stage three cancer, right? That, you know, yeah, let's try They're willing to risk, yeah. sure. And, mm-hmm. But when you have a hip replacement that's going to kill you slowly through cobalt poisoning, mm-hmm. we should know about that <laughs> before you get <laughs> exactly. that. And, and people are having that done. Mm-hmm. And so I, those are the things. I better I think. go find out what kind of knee I have in there. <laughs> I didn't mean go to scare you. No, 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 no. <laughs> but, but that's what I'm saying. And we, you know, we run... Um, we run that risk when we don't do our own research. And I'm just as guilty as the next person that I didn't look into it. I mean, I obviously looked into the doctor that I yep. used, tried to find the best one, right. um, looked into, I have and you this, probably used technology for that. Of course I did. Yep. And I looked at um, what kind of knee they were going to put in there because it used to be that, not to make this all about my knee, but I'm just saying it's, you could, you know, put this, apply this kind of thing to yep. any, anything. But, um, you know, looked into what kind of device was, they were going to put in there. They used to, a few years ago, it used to be, they had the knee replacement. So I would get the same size knee or the same knee that my six foot four husband got. You know, I mean, we're a foot difference. So that that's, that just, you know, not that I have my medical degree, but that just doesn't seem right. So, you know, then they took this MRI and they made it just for me. And it's, um, you know, much lighter and supposed supposedly lasts a lot longer. But you're right. Now that I, I mean, I didn't even question, was it FDA approved? I just kind of went, yeah, that sounds way better than... Just the, you know, one shop stop or one stop shopping. Um, So it's all those things that you can apply. And you're right. And but it comes to the questioning. Right. And and as we started the show, my youngest is in the hospital and medical technology is helping us find, Mm -hmm. you know, it's eliminating some problems and then realizing there are some other issues and trying to find an answer. And if it wasn't for the technology and medicine, you know, we wouldn't be able to have that hope. Right. right, that 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 that's happening, and oh, I but do hope they find some answers. And my wife, help when we lost her mom to cancer, my wife is the best patient advocate I know. I, I don't know. She asks questions. She won't let a doctor or nurse until, <laughs> leave the leave room until she has that question and you know that answered. And she's amazing like that. And to have her there with Cole, I you know my youngest, I. I feel like there couldn't be a better person. Um, and they say that's what you have to do, is you really do have to kind of demand um, those answers. She's a great and mom. She's a great mom. Because if you don't advocate for them, who is? Right. Who's going to do that? Right. You know? And there are wonderful and medical... And we need to advocate for each other. Yes. Right? And especially when it comes to this technology. Mm-hmm. Black Mirror shows you what happens when we don't advocate for each other. True. Right? When we're not looking at compassion we're not looking at collaboration or coordination and i think we have to connect more literally connect human to human and we can do it through technology right and we're going to do it with one of the episodes upcoming with you right <laughs> yes so 
it's possible. We just need to do it more. And and more positively, yeah, too. Yeah, I think so. I'm going to throw out one more little positive thing okay. that I don't think is far from humans. Let's look at the chip on animals. Mm-hmm. Are your animals chipped? Not yet. My um, my my dog, we're going to get him chipped. Yeah. Both yeah. of my dogs are he's chipped. Not, he's not chipped yet. And that's fabulous technology. You know, when they get lost or whatever. I mean, I see, you know, because you get all these alerts kind of things Mm -hmm. so uh, that you know and then they say oh that dog was found or whatever um how great would that be i mean it's it's awesome that that would be a good thing but then but then everyone knows everyone knows where they are you know it's just yeah i'm not i don't know i'm up up for chipping and actually one of the episodes of black mirror is about chipping. Is. is it really? It is in season four. Oh. You're going to see it. So I'm going to stop there. Just out of that, it wouldn't be for chipping. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a little bit more than chipping. Oh. It's more than chipping. It's not a little yeah. bit more. I'm not saying I'm, it's I'm more for than chipping. chipping people. It's more I'm than chipping. I'm just saying but. for animals, I think it's a great thing. It is because, you know, when the animal takes off, you right. can go. Right. But I got to tell you, there's a funny story. I'm glad we're ending. We have to end on yes. positive. Yes. Right. But. We have, I have the Nest system. It's a system for fire and smoke and carbon monoxide in the At house. At your home. But yes. it's connected to my Wi-Fi, my cell phone, and, and everything. So it'll alert me to something in the hallway or the downstairs or the kitchen, right? So it tells you even where. That's right? a super positive technology and, thing. But one funny thing, combining the dog with that. <laughs> yeah. You know, my Vishla, Kalev, he has some pretty potent flatulence <laughs> and he was underneath one of the detectors and of like the carbon monoxide or something and it registered and it said no it way. sent me a message that there was toxic fumes <laughs> in the hallway are and you kidding my me? boys because they heard it on my phone my boys started laughing because they knew that call farted that is hysterical and so it even registered the flatulence of the dog <laughs> Now that's technology backfiring. <laughs> literally, <laughs> literally, that's what I mean. Yeah. So, but wow, it can tell you everything that's going on in your house, but also, you know, it, it can be hackable. And so, how mm-hmm. far? How far do you, you want to go? Right, mm-hmm. and then, but how far do you want to go to help people? Is what I want. I'm concerned with, and, and I got to be go cognizant of the dangers too of that. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and that's what I think we all need to just step back, take a look, at, ask these tough questions of ourselves. Yep. Like we, like we started the podcast with about Black Mirror, you know, watch this show, ask yourself like how, oh, stop <laughs> it. I know, I'm looking at it right here. It's creeping me out, the Black Mirror. No. <laughs> I just held up my I cell know. phone to her. I, put her, <laughs> I know. It her out. No, but it's true. So I, we all have to look at our own part in how we're dealing with this technology and let's try and help each other and and help ourselves be positive not you know it starts with us right right and yep, it does you know so we we've got to put our mask on our airport our airline mask and then help others too and and we have new technology coming out i didn't even ask pete about this yet so i'm gonna get him let him get him 
himself together before I ask him the question <laughs> right now. He's like, what is he going to ask? Yeah, me? what is he um, going to But we got our own technology going. We got our own feed coming yes, out, right? Absolutely. That, and I don't know if Pete has a timeline on that or when a guesstimate would be. Hmm. Pete, are you out there? I am. I don't have an official uh, timeline. timeline, but it should be soon. Okay. And I think we're going to. We're gonna crisscross. So as soon as the new feed is up, we're gonna put. Oh, can you good. mean? Can you explain what you mean by? Yeah, the, the newest episode, and I think we'll go back to the New Year one on the new feed, but we'll also post. I think three or four, the three or four last okay. on the old feed in case anybody miss yeah yeah you know, misses the the announcement or whatever they'll be able to catch and not get left high and dry. Nice, so, nice. You're the but, best. Uh, yeah, hopefully They're it'll so be. They are. You know, if not this episode, the next one, but okay. don't quote me. <laughs> it's okay. All it's right. okay. Thanks, Pete. And don't chip It's me. your birthday. You <laughs> don't get a hall chip pass. Him. <laughs> yeah, don't chip him. <laughs> well, it all depends on when it comes out again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Well, th- I think this is time to, uh, wow, we've been talking a lot, haven't we? <laughs> I just looked at the time. Um, but next week... Um, we are going to have an amazing guest, uh, Tom Matt, uh, from Boomers Rock. So that should be a good one to look. And he's got a new to. book coming out. Yes, we're going to talk Us. about that. Um, and I think that actually has to do with like helping others mm-hmm. and that whole. Of yeah. course, that's what we talk about here <laughs> on the Compassionate Achiever, which you can certainly find us now at WCSU Media. Or uh, in the very near future, you're going to find us at the CompassionateAchieverPodcast.com. So thank you for listening. And we hope that we helped you unleash the technological compassionate achiever within you so that you can unlock success. Thanks, everyone. Thanks. Bye.